by request, being as it's now in the three weeks, so I ask that we take a break for a week from Hilchus Brachus, and just to remind ourselves of the halachas which are the meiser right now, the practical halachas which are now in the three weeks. Now, I know a lot of the halachas are well known. Obviously, it's something which comes up every year. So we'll go through the principles of halach which I think are better known, and then we'll come to some interesting applications which maybe. It might be something a bit more original. So, there's two, at least for the Ashkenazim, there's two separate uh, time periods in within the context of the three weeks. There's the restrictions which begin from the 17th of Tammuz and last throughout the three weeks. The Sephardim got hold of these the restrictions. It's a minag of the Ashkenazim, like the Ramah says. And then there's an intensification of the halachas, of the restrictions, when it comes to Rosh Chodesh which is, Baruch Hashem, going to be next Thursday night. So, being as some of those dinim are going to need preparation before Rosh Chodesh, so we'll talk about the net of both categories tonight. The third category, Shabbat Shachal. And then let's talk about first the restrictions which apply um, from the 17th of Tammuz, according to the Ramah. There are four categories of restrictions which apply. And like I said, the basic principles are pretty well known. There's also some interesting applications. The first is from the 17th of Tammuz until after Tisha B'Av is not to say Shekhiyan. Um, it's, it's not necessarily just because of the Simcha involved, but also because it's not the time of Yom which one thanks Hashem for bringing us to. The, bro- the Nusach of the Brach is brought to this time, and it's not such an auspicious time. It's a sad time. It's a time which is also a potentially dangerous time. And therefore, the Minag is not to say the Brachan Shekhyan. But, as you just learned in Hilchot Shekhyan, there are a number of situations which could warrant the Shekhyan. Some of them are avoidable, and some of them are not avoidable. So, for example, if a person has a baby son, and he has to make a bris um, during the three weeks, and, and in Eretz Israel, the Minag might bris to say Shekhyan. Or a person making, is making a pidyan aben during the three weeks, and he says Shekhyan. Or if a person has a baby daughter, where we saw the Minag to say Shekhyan. So those are Shekhyanos which a person didn't choose, so to speak, to put himself into the circumstances that he's the high of the bracha. And therefore, even though it's the three weeks, he can still make a Shekhyan. Okay, should only have a baby on 100%, obviously. If the Shabbos, the, the, the restriction, according to most opinions, doesn't apply. But uh, even if it would happen during the week, that would be a Shekhyan which a person is forced to say. And therefore, you'd be able to make a Shekhyan on that. And um, now... Now that's the, the, the that's the first case. The second case of Shekhyanu is a new fruit or a new item of clothing. So these things, uh, because the person can choose, so to speak, when to buy or when to wear the new clothing or to eat the new fruit, and therefore the Shekhyanu says it's better to avoid uh, buying new clothing or eating new fruit throughout the period of the three weeks, and that way you won't have to make a Shekhyanu. Uh, that's the opinion of the Shekhyanu. Now, the, there we find opinions in both directions. There's the opinion of the Vilnagon and other Akhrenim who hold that there isn't such an issue with making Shekhyanu in the three weeks, one could make a Shekhyanu. And therefore, at, at the very least, on Shabbos, a person can make a Shekhyanu. And therefore, according to them, if a person does have a new fruit or a new item of clothing, he can wait till Shabbos and either wear it on Shabbos or eat it on Shabbos and he can make the Shekhyanu on Shabbos. This also seems to be the Moskana of the Mishnah Bura, 
and that is if a person is allowed to say Shekhyanu on Shabbos throughout the three weeks. Um, now, when it comes to wearing new clothing, so generally people get dressed before Shabbos. And if that's the case, would a person be allowed to make the Shekhyanu before Shabbos wearing new Shabbos clothes even though he hasn't yet, it hasn't, it isn't officially yet Shabbos? And here the person can say that if a person's uh, wearing clothes for Shabbos and even then he's, it's uh, being as it's for Shabbos and it's, uh, um, he's allowed to make the bracha already and just before, when he puts on the clothing before Shabbos, it's considered for covered Shabbos. That's that that's the achronim who are more mekel, and therefore they hold that at least on Shabbos there's room to be mekel. And like I said, the Mishaburah seems to hold like this as well. Again, when we say about before Shabbos, that it, it does have. Yeah, it's before Shabbos, you can make shechan already beforehand. Yes. Um, now, in the other direction, there's a result who holds us to say shechan in the three weeks, even on Shabbos. And uh, therefore, he's more machmir. And uh, he holds it even on Shabbos, and therefore those uh, poiskim or those people who want to um, be more machmir like that result would avoid saying Shekhyan altogether. Now, it's interesting, the Mishnah Burr talks about a case of a person has a fruit uh, right now that he had in the three weeks. It's not going to be in season anymore after three weeks. There's obviously a fruit with a very short shelf life. And uh, he says, and if that's the case, if you can wait till Shabbos, so we saw before in the Mishnah Burr holds one can say Shekhyanu on Shabbos. But uh, if it can't wait till Shabbos, by the time it gets to Shabbos, it's going to spoil. Um, so the Mishnah Burr holds that, because well, the Ramah as well, that he's allowed to eat it and Shekhyanu even during the three weeks. In other words, it's not an absolute restriction. It's better not to say Shekhyanu in the three weeks, but in cases like that, where there won't be another opportunity, he's allowed to, he's allowed to say Shekhyanu in the three weeks as well. Obviously, this is uh, one din of Shekhyanu. If a person will be buying something which requires a tovah native and not a Shekhyanu, such as a, something which not only he but other people benefit from as well, so then we don't find the problem with the Shekhyanu because the Nusach of the Bracha was the, who brought us to this time. And one doesn't want to necessarily say that in a time which isn't a good time. Whereas a tovah mate doesn't have that Nusach. And therefore, as far as the problem of the Bracha of Shekhyanu goes, it wouldn't apply to a tovah mate. Okay, so that's the, the first restriction uh, we talk about throughout the three weeks. The second restriction, which is discussed, oh, one more point, I'm sorry, Shekhyanu, and that is uh, a boy who becomes bar mitzvah in the three weeks. And now, he wants to put on his jacket and his hat for the first time. Oh, yeah, okay, so he wants to put on food for the first time. And we say things like that which are valuable, and it's a big simcha, so normally they would require Shekhyanu. And if that's the case, what does uh, what does the Bamitzah boy do about saying the Shekhyan? So here Shama Zalman said, if that's the case, it's better that he should try it wear it one time even before his Bamitzah and say Shekhyan then. The suit and jacket whatever it be before his Bamitzah and say the Shekhyan then. Wear it means wear it or just to put it on? Put it on to look at himself to feel good that he's wearing Take a suit and jacket and he can wear Shekhyan already and he already has a simcha of wearing it before and he doesn't have to leave it for, to be worn first time. On the day he turns Vamitsa. Fit in anyway, they didn't argue about when a person should put on before. So, yes, they put it on. Uh, we don't make Shekhyanon. Now, we saw some of so it's a dollar which is valuable. The mitzvah does the Shekhyanon, but we saw it's a shayla about things which are uh, a big simcha in getting them, which wouldn't really apply to the Vamitsa, but it's more than the guy from his father, he had to spend the money for it probably. But uh, in the case of a person that's there for himself, uh, 
has a new a new chesed the mitzvah. So then also you should try and avoid going to these shittas saying shechian in the three weeks. The second are district. You, are we allowed to buy new clothes, like clothing that requires alterations, to buy it during the three weeks? and not wear it until after the oh, three weeks? Oh, oh. So we're going to talk about that. Now, this is a, besides the issue of is also a problem buying things um, in the three weeks. We're going to discuss it with Hashem. Um, the din of the Shulchan Aruch, when he talks about uh, new things, he only asks it in the Shavu Shechalba or, or maybe from Rosh and then that the place can say, even if he only wants to wear it after the Tisha B'Av, so he still shouldn't buy it before, but that's probably a restriction in the nine days, more than in the two weeks. Now we're going to see. This right. includes clothing, like shirts, or th- or it's just clothing that you make a shechiyon on. You're talking about the buying, or you're talking yeah, buying. about buying is even shirts. It's also to buy new clothes and then that stuff in the nine days. That we're going to see. Okay, that's the first restriction of the three weeks. The second restriction of the three weeks is not to have chasnas. This is uh, even the mechavi, the shachnarach agrees with us, that it's not a time to have to be b'simcha, and therefore we don't have weddings uh, during the three weeks. However, like the shachnarach already says that to get engaged, one is allowed to get engaged at any stage during the three weeks. It's a mitzvah as well. This one can't have a big engagement party. So that's as far as the wedding goes. What about other simchas that there might be? A person has a bris, a person has a bar mitzvah, even a siyam is brought. So a person is allowed to make a surah's mitzvah in the three weeks. We're going to see even in the nine days. Just, the problem with the wedding isn't just the fact that it's a surah, it's the extra simcha. There's a trend, there's a, there's a certain, uh, like, added simcha by a wedding. As the, and that's why it makes the wedding in a different category to other simchas, which is mutter to have. However, that's only the wedding itself. To have shiva brachas in the, in the three weeks is mutter. If anybody got married the week before Shavasa Batamus, and now he's still within the Shiva Brachas week, it's completely mother to have Shiva Brachas and the Samaya Khazan Vakala because it's not the same Silk as the wedding. And therefore that would be Musa. So much so with music. So much so that the even Paiski who mati music by Shiva Brachas. Once it's a mitzvah in the Samaya Khasan Vakala. So there's a category of people that the Mutter into Samaya. But that hat that we're going to see is unique to the Khasan Vakala. So the third restriction, which is well known also, is the restriction not to listen to music um, in the three weeks. Now, really, this begins from the Magad Avram, and he says that something which is causes dancing, mechaylas. You could have mechaylas is aser, and therefore music which people dance to is something which causes a simcha, and that would be aser. And then he doesn't talk about music which isn't causing dancing, or just listening to music without dancing, but the later poets can say, uh, definitely the person of this daughter, Rabbi Shafayinstein, Rabbi Shamazaman, Rabbi Yashif, they all held that it's also to listen to music across the board during the three weeks, even if you're not necessarily going to dance. Which means it doesn't make a difference if it's a fast tune or a slow tune, or it's a music which inspires happiness, or maybe it's a music which is more introspective, it doesn't really make a difference. Listening to music, the held was also. Um, same thing when it comes to listening to recorded music as opposed to live music, the held doesn't really make a difference. There were the acids and that music as well. Now, even for a Siddhas Mitzvah, which is for a bris or for a bar mitzvah, whatever it's going to be, we don't allow music. We said the exception is a Shiva Brachas because then there's a mitzvah, it could be that's even a Daraisa of some nature, and therefore it's taken the restriction of the three weeks. But besides for that, we don't allow music as, um, across, throughout the three weeks. 
is it mutter to sing? So the person would say, yes, the issue of music is clashier to use instruments, uh, whereas if a person wants to sing, he's allowed to sing. And they ask the question, is it mutter to then have a group of people singing, like a kumjits or something like that? Uh, so here are the different shittas. There are those opinions who hold it's also because it's also gives a certain simcha. Uh, and when they say it's mutter to sing, the person wants to sing for himself. But to sing as part of a big, uh, a big group of people singing as big, part of a big choir, that causes simcha. For those in Mechalek, if it's going to be like soulful stirring tunes as opposed to fast tunes. Uh, Chaim Kanievsky is quoted as saying that if a person wants to sing about the Chorban, the songs about Yishalayim, whatever it's going to be, that would be Mutter. Whereas other songs would be also, which means it isn't a clear gather when it comes to singing. It's more like what was considered something which is causes Sincha as opposed to something which causes uh, maybe a different kind of an atmosphere. Um, what is brought down is that and this is an interesting question. Are people, uh, what, what's the din of background music? And I'm not listening to the music, but uh, it's something in the background which makes it, makes it easier to do whatever job is being done. So we hear the matter singing as opposed to um, listening to instrument music. If I listen to Chazan, in the background, whatever it's going to be, which is someone singing, it's like a vocal, uh, uh, audio, rather than using instruments, that would, that would be a header for that. The other time when they might, this is interesting, for a person who's suffering from depression or something like that, and therefore it's considered some kind of a refer to, some kind of a refer to uh, lift his spirits, so there will be something which there would be a welcome to be matter also. It's not done for simcha. Listen to music. It's not something which is done for simcha, it's done for a different reason. So those would be, those would be the restrictions which are negated to music. Now, the idea of, of, uh, listening to recorded uh, a cappella or other uh, recordings where people have used their voices, so to speak, to simulate musical instruments, um, even though technically it's not using instruments, but Rav Yashiv and Rav Ozma both held, and since it sounds like an instrument, it will still be awesome. Especially Rav Ozma next to fire, and he said that the instrument is the machine you're playing it from. So whether it's the recorder or the MP3 player, whatever it's going to be, he held that it was also better not to listen to. Um, Okay, so that's what's going to listening to music. People ask about driving, listening to music while you're driving. Yeah, there's background, just to keep a person focused. Yeah, so then it's better to listen to vocal music without instruments. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. But even though those people have been saying beforehand, you don't like it because they hold it like an instrument, but at least if you're doing it for the symphony, you're doing it for the is it better to do like chazanas better than a cappella? No, same thing. Once it's about using voices, it's not using instruments. Is there any chazanas that's without any music? The third category again, Shekhyano, we said weddings, um, and we said music. Uh, the last restriction of Ashkenazim, over three to three weeks, is not to cut one's hair. Kiyodu, and uh, it doesn't, that applies not just to the hair on one's head, but to everyone on one's body. It's not to cut hair during the three weeks. The exception is, if a person's uh, moustache grows, whatever it is, interferes with the person's eating, and then that's mutzah, that's not considered uh, something which a person's doing to, like, to make himself look more presentable. It's a necessity in order to eat. Um, same thing, there'll be other cases when, for there'll be medical reasons, that a person wants to cut whatever hair it is, and if that's the case, it's mutzah. One, one case, Shadi had or somebody who had extremely bushy eyebrows, and they were going into his eyes and prevent that he couldn't see properly. That is like interfering with his vision. So things like that. For sure, is what to to do it necessary to do. That's not. Uh, now in the nine days. 
Sorry? We know it's one three weeks. Right. And that would be that, that was that was told in. What's the saying if a person needs a medical treatment and they need to remove the hair to get to the skin or whatever it's going to be? So things like that are also with it. Okay, so those are the restrictions of... Women ask if they're allowed to cut hair during the... Oh, so, the din of a day is the same as the din of a man, with two exceptions. The one is, if it's in Tzarek Mitzvah, so for example, the Tzarek going to the Mikvah or something like that, then it's not that for the Mitzvah, until Erev Tishadah. The other interesting hats which they have um, by ladies, is if a lady is, wants to cut her hair for sneeze reasons, which she feels is coming out of her head covering, whatever it is, so she wants to cut it back, that would also be a Tzarech Mitzvah, and if that would also be more. What about waxing? No. No wax? No, it's awesome. It's not for cutting hairs for no reason. Right. Okay, so that's the that's the theme of cutting hairs. Well, no, the the okay, that's that's not get to the restrictions of the three weeks. There's one more general restriction in three weeks, which is brought down, and that is since the time of Sakana, not to do things which are considered dangerous throughout the three weeks. And now the question is, what's the gender of something which is considered dangerous? Because uh, technically, if a person wants to do things which are uh, which really are dangerous, so then it's not just a three weeks. There's a shadow white person can do it any time of the year. If it's not allowed to put it up into Sakana. And if you're talking about things which you know, have the potential to be dangerous, but on the, in the bigger picture, no one considers it a danger, so then or we, not, we don't find that there's a restriction in three weeks for doing that. So, for example, if a person wants to know that it's for him to go skydiving or whatever it's going to be, right? if that's something which is considered dangerous, then you have to ask the shadow the whole year round. Is there a to do things like that? And if it's concerned something which people don't consider dangerous, such as crossing the road, even though technically it could be, right, but then no one doesn't cross the road even on Tisha B'Av itself because we don't consider that to be a, a, a real a real sakana. So that's okay. So what's the gather of a sakana which you have to be worried about um, in the three weeks? So there's two gather here. The first one is what Moshe Feinstein says on the principle of the Gemara Shem which means things which people do as part of normal living. Things that people do as part of the normal way they're living, no one's doing things as a like a radical, a wild activity, no one's doing it to endanger themselves or to pass with death. It's a normal thing people do as part of daily living. Then if that's the case, even if technically it might be dangerous, but you have a principle, HaKadosh Baruch protects the masses. Hashem is not going to destroy everybody. And if that's the case, since this is something which most people do, and it's considered a normal thing to do, so then it's not considered a second. So in that category would be crossing the street, driving a car, going on a bus, or even though these things could potentially be dangerous, but everybody does that as part of normal life. And therefore no one's going to consider this, I'm endangering myself by doing something. Yes, there are statistics, there are a certain amount of car accidents or whatever else could go wrong, but it's not considered, people don't think of it as being endangering themselves. What's the thing, mildly dangerous? What's, what's the gather? The gather is people don't, something which people don't consider to be a dangerous thing to do. They do it on a regular basis. Most people do it regularly without thinking that they're endangering themselves. Um, and now that even those first can hold that air travel falls into the same category. There are people who are traveling on planes the whole time, for whatever reason. Most people don't consider themselves to be endangering their lives when they get on a plane. It's considered a standard, at least today, a standard mode of travel. And if that's the case, the post game who allow people to fly on regular commercial flights um, in the three weeks as well, it's not necessarily considered something which is a sakana. The question is, things which don't fall into that category, which means things which people do 
but it's not part of daily life. It's not that it's a necessary thing to do to live with, except people do it because and they don't consider it to be too dangerous. So is that something which, if there is an element of sakana, and it's not something which a person has to do in a normal course of events, they should avoid during the three weeks specifically. So an example of that is going to swim in the sea. Is the sea potentially dangerous? Potentially. It could be. There could be currents, there could be people could drown, there could be whatever the reasons that be that the sea is dangerous. Um, do people con- who go to the sea consider that they're risking their lives? Not really. People go and- but is it something that a person does as part of regular life? No, it's, it's, it's in a different category. It's something which a person does as an extra, or as a relaxation, or as a, a vacation, or whatever it's going to be. And in cases like that, the post can say that a person shouldn't do it in the three weeks. That's something which is potentially dangerous, uh, and it's not necessarily a part of everyday activities, and therefore it's better to avoid in the three weeks. Uh, now, so what it's called stuff like It's uh, for the purposes of the three weeks, and then it's brought down a bit and shouldn't do it. So, Islam brings like this matters also. Sorry? Or going to swim in the sea? Even swimming in the sea. Right. Now, what about swimming in a swimming pool? The Khara, you hear the person say, if a person does it regularly for exercise or for health, whatever it is, you can go in the three weeks too. Because that's not considered a, a, a mockum which is dangerous. Like uh, the sea could be, and therefore it's like grading how much is is it a sakana, which isn't a part of what a person normally does, in which case you should avoid it in the three weeks, as opposed to something a person or people normally do. Then people things normally do that's not. Um, okay. Swimming in the sea, let's say you stay close to the shore, like you go to the beach. Well, this is very nagaya, and often one gets questions on this. And that is doing medical procedures during the three weeks. Is it better to push up a medical procedure for after the three weeks? So obviously the question is, where is it, you know, what you're talking about? If we're talking about something which is very mild, a person has to go for a dental or for a filling or some kind of dental work. So is that a sakana? No. If that's the case, a person can do it in the three weeks also. There's no reason to push up a dentist appointment for after the three weeks. If we're talking about something which is potentially dangerous, a surgery, but for whatever reason, the person can't wait, or it will be more dangerous to wait. So then as much as we don't want to be material surgeons in the three weeks, but there's no option. The person needs it, they need it. Uh, what? it's something which is like an elective surgery, or something which could wait without making the situation worse than it is right now, so they better do it after the three weeks. Um, examples, certain kinds of hernia operations, which if a few weeks isn't going to make any difference to it. People who want to do... Uh, laser treatments on their eyes, for example, which there's no immediate reason to do it right now, and could potentially be dangerous, or things like that. So then things like that are also together, something which could potentially be dangerous, uh, doesn't have to be done now, it's not something which people normally do. Then if that's the case, it's better to avoid such things until after three weeks when there isn't some shasakon. What was the first category? Now when we come to the nine days, so Rosh we have four more restrictions. Again, with four restrictions according to in the three weeks according to the Ramah, and that is Shrechiano, uh, weddings, music, cutting hair. When we come to the nine days, you have another four restrictions. And the four restrictions of the nine days are things which aren't such a big simcha, they're even a small simcha. But even a small simcha is something which a person shouldn't do in the nine days. And the category of uh, small simcha is wearing fresh clothing, uh, cleaning or doing laundry or cleaning clothing, uh, eating meat and drinking wine. And uh, and uh, doing things which activities which cause simcha, such as gardening or building or painting, whatever it's going to be, which causes simcha.
Like we said, there's not a big simcha, it's not like something we're buying and using, whatever it might be. But this is, so there is some kind of simcha in these activities, and therefore we went to a mind for simcha, we're not meant to do them either. Why is drinking grape juice considered a simcha? But because we always technically put lump grape juice together with wine, even though it's true, the, the simcha is drinking wine. Mm-hmm. But once we say that grape juice is a bit of wine, for everything else so we put it together with wine here also. So if we have dollar where we don't have a boy to drink it, it's better. It's preferable to. Is it make a difference if it's wine or grape juice? It's better to drink grape juice and drink it yourself. So that's obviously the first question which always comes up when it comes to drinking wine. What do you do about Havdala during the nine days? And uh, the halacha is if there's a child who's old enough to understand the bracha and you don't yet have to uh, give him the restrictions of Avelus, so it's better he should drink. And they ask the person what age it is. Yashu, for example, is always eight, seven, eight, nine, very, more or less those kind of ages. Now, if a person doesn't have a son of that age in the house, so does he have to go borrow a neighbor? Mm-hmm. No, the is not. He can drink himself. Uh, he should he should drink the Menemishia, but I'm looking what he needs to be at the Havdalan, but a person drink himself, he should drink grape juice. Because grape juice isn't really Mesemer, even though it's, uh, normally we don't drink it, but it doesn't really give him Chalak wine. We should just drink the sheer and not the whole right, price. Right. right. That's what's negated to uh, drinking uh, the nine days. Eating meat, we know it's also, also not just meat, but chicken is in the same category as meat, or even things which are cooked with chicken and meat and have the flavor of chicken and meat. And now, even if a person wants to eat the leftover chalent, just the potatoes and the beans, whatever it is, and it was cooked with meat, something now it's considered something which is a meat flavor, and therefore one shouldn't eat that in the nine days either. Uh, things which are made in fleshic kakalim, we don't have a real time. They might be a lovely fleshic, made a fleshic pot, but it doesn't really have the flavor of meat, and if that's the case, there's no problem eating something pirate which was cooked in a fleshic pot during the nine days. Now, those recipes which grape juice or wine has been added to, is it also to eat them in the nine days? Depends if you can taste the flavor of the wine or the grape juice. And therefore, if you're using a deflavored grape juice, so to speak, like a lot of designers spread, they make with deflavored grape juice, so they can't taste the flavor of grape juice, they're taking the flavor out of it. If that's the case, the first concern, there's no problem eating that kind of mazonis in the nine days because you can't taste the flavor, and therefore you're not getting anything from that. Obviously, this doesn't apply in the case of a Surah's Mitzvah, uh, whatever the Surah's Mitzvah might be, a bris, a dinaben, like we said, a siyam, when a person normally would make a, a proper special Surah, that's more than the nine days too. Obviously, it doesn't apply in Shabbos. And Shabbos means whenever a person takes in Shabbos. And therefore, if a person wants to make early Shabbos in the nine days, they can eat meat early. And if a person wants to have a late Shabbos in the nine days, they can take a Shabbos late. And that's okay, that's still considered Shabbos, and therefore they're still allowed to um, eat meat or drink wine um, when it's Shabbos. A big Chiddush, uh, maybe it's not such a Chiddush, but let's say a, a new halacha is brought in the post scheme, and that is a person who normally feeds his little kids the Shabbos meal early so they can go to bed early. So even though it's still Friday afternoon, it's allowed to feed them the Shabbos, so that even though it would be involving meat, whatever it might be, because for them that's sort of Shabbos. And anyway, they talk about children, so there's no such restriction of Avedis for them, but that would be mutter to give them a Shabbos food on the end of Shabbos. When it comes to preparing the Shabbos food, so it's probably a person shouldn't taste and swallow the Shabbos food on the end of Shabbos, because right now it's talking about meat, he should, he's not a taste it and spit it out, but he shouldn't swallow it. Okay, that's the first restriction, Nagea to meat and wine. The second restriction, which is Nagea to uh, buying new things, we said before, it's better to avoid buying new things in the nine days, uh, or clothing which is new even if he's only going to use it afterwards 
Yeah. So we're talking about that's uh, Hosna is getting married a week after Tisha B'Av. When it comes to the dinner of Minalim Chadashim and Vagarim Chadashim, so the Shachonah points from Rosh Chodesh. Right. So then even if he's only going to use it afterwards, so it's like uh, someone's preparing for a chasm in the, in, the, in the summer or he wants to plan a trip for after Tisha and he wants to buy things already now, so they also it's better not to do that because there's a simple in buying things even if you're not using them right now. And when it comes to laundering clothing, so this is a question which always gets asked, and it's that for children who dirty their clothing very quickly, it's not to launder children's clothing. Especially today when it's not a big tircha, it's just a washing machine, it's not to launder dirty children's clothing until what age? What are the tznaikas that the Shlachanar is talking about that are always daring themselves and therefore it's murder to launder their clothing? So the, the, the psak I heard from the number of Mura Hiroa is until the age they don't dirty themselves so much. Which means if a, if a child is at the age which, given a few hours, is going to have spilled his food on his clothing, he's going to fall into the mud, he's going to come back streaked with all kinds of different colors on his shirt, then he can still wash his clothing. He doesn't have to keep himself clean. The age where it's Osir is the age where a child is old enough to keep himself clean. And he might want to wear fresh, uh, freshly laundered shirts every day, but it's not someone who's dirtying his clothing the whole time, and therefore there wouldn't be the hazard to, there wouldn't be the hazard to wash his clothing. And what the next question, which is always asked, is if a person's already washing children's clothing, can you wash other things at the same time? Halacha is not. The hazard was dafka for children's clothing, and it doesn't mean that once you're already washing the children's clothing, um, it's muttered to, um, if it's if it's muttered to do lots of other things at the same time. What's um, the reason for that? It's the washing itself. Yeah, they ask the washing clothing. That's tearful. That's tearful. So, although you're not tearful, that's the fact that you they have new fresh new clothing. Yes. The, yes. And therefore you can wash But I'm having fresh things. Yes, yes, both, both wearing them and washing them. But where and you, therefore, can you put it on the floor so that they can wash them? We're going to talk about that. And now, so that even though we said that a, a person can wash other children's clothing, but he can't wash adults' clothing at the same time. Now, when we said it's also to wear new clothing, uh, and it's freshly laundered clothing in the nine days, so that's as long as it's considered freshly laundered. If a person's uh, worn the clothing beforehand, so that's no longer considered freshly laundered, he can wear them in nine days. Here's always the question, how much does the person have to wear them beforehand so that they're not considered freshly laundered? And the judge's fact was, well, they no longer feel fresh. They no longer feel fresh. There's not a time, it depends. If a person's in a cold air-conditioned room, it can take a bit longer. If a person's outside where it's hot, it can be much quicker. As long as they no longer feel fresh to wear, then you can... Then you can uh, so as you wear them after that uh, in the nine days, can a person wear a number of items of clothing at once to prepare them for the nine days? Again, as long as in the course of that they're all going to lose their freshness, uh, what, is there an answer of if a person didn't prepare clothing beforehand to uh, put them on the floor and stand on them? Not lechadchila. There are one or two shittas that bring that. It's not lechadchila option. Lechadchila option is the person who's meant to wear them, not to just uh, crumple them up. Um, but what if this doesn't apply obviously again to Shabbos, the person is allowed to wear fresh clothing on Shabbos. Can a person wear clothing on Shabbos for the week afterwards? Only if it's not nickel that is doing it as a chametz. And therefore, if a person wears uh, white shirts on Shabbos and colored shirts in the week, so obviously you wouldn't be able to wear colored shirts on Shabbos as nickel is wearing for the week. But if a person would wear the same shirts, and then you can wear one shirt Friday night and one shirt for Shabbos morning, and then when he comes home, you can change into the Bishop Shabbos afternoon. It's not nikah he's doing it to prepare clothing for the week, then it'll be motor. Chashav had to know is that the most person can hold that the clothing which has to be worn beforehand is the only clothing which is considered chashav clothing, shirt or a suit or something like that. Mashaik and socks or undershirts or that kind of clothing, which are called big desire, a person doesn't have to wear beforehand, 
it's not a big simchan wearing uh, that the kilo that the simchan wearing is made fresh. It would be what? Tannus cotton. Tannus probably. It's also not a big and zayas. Of course, we have to wear it before. It's not a kolim which is only there to collect perspiration, such as undershirts or socks or something like that. Okay, so that would be the din of wearing new clothing. Now, regarding the din, which the Shachnar says, the issue of washing oneself in the Nandes, so it's a zero new that the Shachnar brings the minag not to be reichet from Meshchaydesh, and on that it's brought that it's only asif to Tzarek Tainug, not for a different reason. So to wash for pleasure is asir, to wash for any kind of mitzvah reason, uh, the Maramah says is mutter, and to wash for, uh, therefore, on Arab Shabbos next week, which is Rosh Chodesh, the Kara there is mutter to wash in hot water with soap like normal. The Isser is only the, the following Shabbos, which is Arab Teshuvah Mamish, that there will be an Isser that week, but on Arab Shabbos next week, which even though it's already Rosh Chodesh, it's mutter to wash like normal. Now, even though the Shachanach and the Ramah both ask the washing, but the person who is uncomfortable without it, then it's not considered a tainu. And if that's the case, it's more than to wash the clean himself, obviously with the restriction that he doesn't use hot water. Because a person who cleans himself without hot water the same way, that would be mutter. Um, especially if it's in places like as the show, it's very hot, and therefore a person would be much more uncomfortable without washing, then it's mutter to wash. As long as it's uh, doing, it's being done to relieve discomfort as opposed to doing it for pleasure, so then that would be mutter. Um, but therefore, if there's a way to do it in, to have a shower in a less pleasurable way, like we said, to use cold water instead of hot water, one example, or to wash one's body one part at a time as opposed to the whole body altogether, so that would be better because it has the same results as the person cleaning themselves without the handa. That's the that's the restriction of washing in the nine days. Um, if the person needs soap, he's not in soap. Even though it's true, the aquas can be said that the person uses just water and no soap, but if it doesn't work, then the person's not in soap. Less like than he would enjoy ideally. In other words, if a person normally has a warm shower or hot shower, so it should make it cooler than that. that the, 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 having the shower isn't a pleasurable experience. It doesn't actually freezing cold, it's uncomfortable, painful, but it has to be that he's doing what's like a necessary thing to clean himself as opposed to enjoying the experience. I've encountered some people that uh, didn't shower the whole night. Like we said, washing, laundering, wearing clean clothing, buying new things, eating meats or drinking wine. That's the extra level of avenus which there is. And the last thing is doing pleasurable activities. I'll just talk about that quickly for two minutes. The Shokhanarach says a person shouldn't do gardening if they enjoy that, or shouldn't beautify his house. Um, now, that doesn't refer to renovations, which are necessary, but let's say decorating the house or painting or things like that, a person shouldn't do in the nine days because that brings to the same thing as for a person shouldn't go into your room in the nine days. Yes, it's in the summer vacation, all the kids are home, but doing pleasurable activities, such as going on a, on a, on a, on a, a trip somewhere or things like that, a person shouldn't do the nine days. Again, the things which call simcha, and the person's meant to uh, memite the simcha in the nine days. Um, Sorry? Shmita, you remember you can't do gardening. Yeah, okay, the shmi- you're right. Uh, the Shemitah sh- 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 would be a different issue, but even without that, it's something which a person uh, would enjoy doing as an activity. So that kind of activity a person shouldn't do the nine days. Uh, but then again, it's only an activity which is done for enjoyment. Something which a person does for a, re- like for a physical reason, so then that uh, there would be a hat in the nine days too. A good example is the person who exercises. So if it's in the, in the, going to the gym is like an enjoyable experience, so it's better not to do it in the nine days. 
if it's something a person doesn't enjoy, but it's, he feels for every medical reason that's something he needs to do, okay, there's no problem with the nowadays either. The same, the same thing comes to so the Vajrashev, a person who's learning to play music. So if they're at the stage where it's enjoyable to listen to them, they're pretty good already. So then it's also like any music in the days. If they're at the stage they're still trying to learn how to get the chords right, then it's, uh, it's like jarring to listen to the practice. So that's what's in the nine days too. They, they might be doing it to practice the skill, but they, it's not something which is enjoyable. And not to them, and maybe not, definitely not to the audience. And therefore things like that wouldn't be awesome. About things, Mark 